Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. The wheels on the bus go round and round. As the song likes to say, the endeavor just took a turn that I cannot describe if it's for the good or not. Frankly, folks, let me breeze it. It won't take me long. I think it's important because there's potentially some disruption to the podcast now. That's why I like to do these because anytime there may be disruption to you getting what I've committed to you, I'm going to let you know in advance every step of the way. Some people may not like it. I expect that the majority appreciate it. So I've talked about my first client. That one's still kind of up in the air, but I am making progress. We still have a little bit of the pushback, but we're, we're working past some of it. We have to see how it goes. And then my contact is getting on my nerves and I'm still on that verge of possibly telling them to kick rocks, but I want to leave them in a decently good spot. I don't want to leave them completely hanging. So I'm trying to do as much as I can. And it ties to a later update on this same part of, of the episode. First, let me get to the second endeavor. The second endeavor, all I'm really doing is sitting on calls and you know noting things that are of concern for now. There's going to be a meeting that we're going to have just to kind of digest what we've heard, kind of put it all together, create a plan. I'm kind of being put on point to work with the vendor. Those introductions haven't yet happened, but I think they need to. And I'm going to need to do some recertifications for uh, what we need to do moving forward. So that one's, it's right now, it's basically easy money. Um, they're just sitting on calls. And unfortunately, calls tend to overlap. Calls are going to be the subject of my episode here today, by the way. Well, guess what? I got a call out of the clear blue that was, listen, this organization, I have communicated with them, not communicated. I have tried to communicate to them, let's be clear, at least five different times. Now, they have ignored me four of those times. This most recent, it was back in late August. I had sent a new submission. I had completely retooled my resume because I don't know anybody listening here has done this process, but resumes used to be you wanted to make it as readable as possible. Nobody has a more readable resume than mine, frankly. But you also are encouraged to include certain terms and keys for the applicant tracking system so that they can parse it automatically, categorize you, score you, etc. Well, if it's computer readable, it's probably not human readable and vice versa. That's the point. And none of the hiring tools seem to understand this very well. Well, I had retooled my resume and just basically said, screw it. I'm going to combine the two. So it's human readable. And then it's got secondary pages that are readable by anybody. I submitted that end of August. I just got a call about an hour ago-ish and saying, you know, we saw this and we'd like to talk to you and see if you're interested in this still. And frankly, it's not the role I would normally want from this. And it happens to be full-time. In a past episode, I talked about my disdain for full-time. However, it's that would basically triple the amount of money I make per year. Because 
of my two endeavors that I already have. And because of the nature of the way they work, it's not something where I couldn't do. It's basically meetings, which is the subject of my call today. So I'm going to go through the process, talk to them, see what they have to say. It seems like they're at a point of desperation after shooting me down four times. So that may put the ball in my court where I can play hardball and say, this is what it is. They've already agreed. It's remote, fully remote. They don't even do any sort of screening, uh, just a background check for a certain type of license, but they don't do any, any screening of any other kind. Now it may be that I won't pass the screening. That's possible because it's not the kind of screening that I've ever done before this particular license type, but it's kind of cool to think that I could get it because maybe I could use it for some other purpose. I don't know. Cause I'm still committed to getting the hell out of Nevada. That would be an open question. I think they are open to Texas sure. And my second client happens to be in Texas, but they're remote. They don't care where I am, which brings me to my first client, me telling them to kick rocks because they'd like me to be in a different state that is not compatible with the other two. So I've got a couple of choices here. I can play triple field, which I physically could do. People are like, how can you do that at all? This one that we're talking about, this third one, happens to be in Nevada proper, which means they're in my same time zone, which means I get two extra hours working with them, and I don't have to start working with them until after most of the morning meetings are done for the other two clients because they're in a different time zone. So I can just balance time zones. It basically just means I work a 12-hour day. I'm already working 15-hour days because I need to work for you guys. So I'm not too much worried about it. Second, again, it's triple the freaking money per year. So I got to think about that because that's a very compelling, very motivating use case. It's so much freaking money, just to put in perspective when I say triple, it's so, that would be so much, that is so much freaking money. So much freaking money. I could buy a car in cash in one month's paying. Now, of course, that's assuming my uh, contact number one for the endeavor wasn't a blatant idiot. That's assuming he wasn't an idiot. But still, there's that opportunity because of my tax position and everything else. And I, I'm motivated by that because it helps me get back to my goals faster. However, I'm going to have the conversation. If I don't hear what I want to hear, they've already given me good news about the screening, so I'm cool with that. But there's other things. I need to make sure I'm not treated like a child because the fact that they don't have somebody now usually means they got a bad culture and the nature of the business opens that risk. So I have to be aware of that. I have to be aware that, look, I'm not doing, you know, if you want to do on-call stuff, we need to rethink that salary. And there's all sorts of things because it's full-time. We got to talk about as long as we're on the same page with it, I got no problem with it. I just want to make sure I'm not going to be abused because then the rate goes up. And as long as they're willing to pay, you know, I'll do whatever you want. You just need to pay what I want. If they're willing to pay the higher end rate, which it's Nevada, if they're willing to pay the higher end rate, to put that in perspective, by my math, that puts me at four times. Uh, you know, that's four times per year I've ever made. It's a lot of freaking money. And if they're willing to pay it, I will bend over backwards and make that thing work because then I won't care. So I will work to try to discourage uh, recruiting me by, I'm not going to be a jerk, but I am going to be very firm about what I expect and what I want and the kind of culture I expect, the way I'm treated. I don't want to be sitting in pointless meetings. I need to focus on the work. You know, you don't tell your plumber what wrench to use. Like all these conceptual things I shouldn't have to tell them. I'm going to make sure, I need to make sure your culture is this way, that you are allowing workers to be workers. 
You're not wasting time. You're most efficient with time. Ideally, you're not filling out stupid timesheets when we're all salaried. Like if they're on that level and they're like, no, we'll work with you and make it work. I'm telling everybody on this call here and now, here and now, Luther Vandross, I am, that, that puts me better than ever in my life if that happens. And I will do what I can to make that happen. And that means that the podcast recording ought to shift the schedule ever slightly. It doesn't cancel it. It means I'll have to shift the schedule. Right now, I record sometime between 3 and 7 p.m. If I start the new, that means I'll lose a couple of hours and hopefully they won't need an on-call situation because that'll be a different conversation because I can't have phones ringing when I'm trying to do the record. So part of the conversation is, look, if we need to do an on-call, I need to make sure it's a dedicated time slot that's predictable. Other than that, I can get around to it when I'm available, but I'm not going to be 24. And if they're kosher with that, then nothing, you'll see nothing change. If they're not kosher with it, I'll have to figure out a new schedule for the recording of the podcast. Podcast will continue, but I'll have to figure out exactly when I'll record it to make it available for you. So that's what's happening in my crazy world of potentially getting back to some solvency, getting back some common sense, getting back to some sanity, and hopefully being able to help other people that have stuck with me this long. Given that, let's go ahead and talk this business of calls. I said that calls were the topic. Calls are the topic. We need to categorize when I say calls, what I specifically mean, because there are, of course, unfortunately, two different types of calls that we may have in a business context. There's what we've always done, which is phone calls. And some of the younger folks that may or may not be listening don't know what the heck I'm talking about. A phone call is where you use your phone and you dial a number and there's a dial tone initially and it starts ringing and somebody presumably picks up and voices talk back and forth to achieve something. That's a phone call. Then there's video calls, which is somewhat popular, but not widespread. Let me tell you something. I am a technologist by trade. I can't stand video calls. It depends on the reason we're doing it, but I generally can't stand video calls. Let me tell you why, in general, I cannot stand video calls. It's because most people, their video calls look artificial. They look fake and phony because they don't try. And they don't try because they don't really need to. So they'll just spin up their phone. Like I was saw, I saw something where Jermaine Dupree, Snoop Dogg, somebody else and P Diddy were arguing and they were all like two of them were in a studio. P Diddy was on his phone. Jermaine Dupree was on some. And so Diddy, he's walking around his mansion or something. He's on his phone. It's all shaky. It's cutting in and out because his internet's crap. And I, I don't like the appearance of it, the visual of it. It just looks fake and phony. It's better than nothing, certainly, but I don't like the appearance of it. None of them seem to be good. And then there's these online ones, like say they'll do the news and you got the side by side. And what you have is one person's talking, the other person's nodding their head or shaking their head or something else. You can't really have a two-way conversation that way because they're, none of the systems are really designed for that, that natural organic conversation that you get on a regular phone call. I'm not talking a cell phone, I'm talking a rail phone or face-to-face. And so I much prefer, frankly, the face-to-face or the regular phone call because it's more natural. It feels more real. Now, I talked about the calls that I was having and have been having over the past couple of days 
with my different endeavors. Each of them has a different call set up. The first endeavor, there's video every now and then required, but generally it's not. It's just a phone call. I'm cool when it's just a phone call. Not really cool when it's a video because what happens is others have terrible internet. And so then they'll be in the middle of talking and they'll just freeze and cut. We had that happen multiple times. Mine doesn't because I have beast mode internet, but everybody else's does and it's disruptive. It slows everything down. And then the second client that I was on calls with, we had theirs drop every time they turn on video, they would get the intermittent freeze or intermittent breakups. Can't stand it. And even there with the audio, people dialing in, it would just cut in and out or somebody would ask somebody on the phone a question. It takes them up to a minute to unpause and answer the question. And then they can't two-way conversation. I get absolutely frustrated doing those kinds of conversations. But for the most part, the second client is audio only. That's better than nothing. And I think that once you have the right people in the room, which is a challenge for every business, I think it's not that bad because the right people know how to bounce off each other. So with my first client, when we do audio only, I think it's a very good audio cadence with all but one person. We can talk back and forth. We understand each other. We don't overlap each other. It's a good flow. This third one that's coming up, I'm pretty sure I just had a phone conversation with the guy and unfortunately he was using a cell phone. Cell phone causes that overlap talking. My phone is not a cell phone. So when he talks, he's continuing to talk, but it mine, his hasn't caught up to my voice yet. That happened. Then I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to get on a video for the next step of the process there. And it's that same thing. And then one of the questions I plan to ask them is, you know, hopefully you're not having excessive meetings. We're talking meetings to talk about another meeting or meetings to refresh about this other meeting that's happened next week or meetings to plan new meetings. Because if my job is X, 99% of my time should be spent on X. What tends to happen is it's roughly 40% of your time spent on X because you're pulled into pointless meetings. And I'm talking pointless meetings. Most of the meetings you ever go to are pointless meetings. You're not needed to be there. You're needed to be updated on something. But for whatever reason, we are afraid to just simply send an email and let us read so that we're remaining up to date. To me, a meeting is best used when we need to define an outcome and you are required to be there for us to get to an outcome. For example, if I'm planning a new project, we're about to start up a new project and I need to hear directly from the source about what the project needs to solve, that should be a meeting because we're planning something that I didn't know in advance. What I'll instead get are, and this has happened, Meetings where all we're doing is saying, well, this person's about to go to Six Flags. I, I frankly don't care. I don't. You can email me and let me know. Or this meeting that, hey, we, I just want to make sure. Da, 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 da. I just want to make sure. Da, 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 da. And they'll repeat that, right? So you answer their question. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure. Da, 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 da. Can't stand it. Drives me nuts. A waste of time. More than anything else. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of mine. It's a waste of theirs. I have better things to do, which is to add value. Adding value means I should not be in excessive meetings if I'm not in a leadership role. Now, this particular third client actually had a leadership position available and open, and chances are it's going to come up in this conversation of, well, why didn't you apply for that one? And I'll tell them because I did, and you shot me down. That's why I think I belong in it, but somebody up there doesn't think so. That's why. And be candid. And if they want to put me in that one, I have no complaints on that one. That certainly increases the money. However, that position would involve multiple additional meetings that I'm not inclined to be in. <laughs> so I am, I don't know when we got away. I actually was on a call. This is a while ago. I was on a call and 
the lady that was talking, she was so frustrated. She kept saying, everybody's got to have their cameras on. And I said, can you help me understand why? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a conference call. Sure. We've had conference calls for decades. Video was never part of those. So what's changed? Why can't we just study? I want to make sure that you're listening. The fact that you can see a person doesn't mean they're listening. That's a myth. Like literally you can, number one, you can put up a photo and fake the thing. But second, the fact that they're visually looking at you doesn't mean they're listening to anything that you're saying. It's a waste of time. This is that power trip control, people wasting other people's time. And the thing is, this is a, a, a teacher, right? And so in her mind, I have to see the students in the chair, do, do, do. Just like in the workplace, I got to see the people in the cube, do, do, do. And I'm sorry, Mr. Leister here, your host, doesn't play that, brother. I am more, I about get the work done. You give me a task, you give me a deadline, I'll meet it regardless, and you leave me the heck alone. And you'll find that I might work two or three hours out of the day, get the work done, it's salaried, and for those not in the United States, that should mean it doesn't matter that I didn't work an eight-hour day. I should still be paid the same. Instead, what they do is they expect you to sit in that chair for eight hours a day. This third client, the risk then in some of these tech companies, this is not a tech company, but some of these tech companies will do this. What they'll do is they'll say, well, you got to be on Slack for eight hours. Do, do, do. Because in their mind, they can't let go of the idea that you don't need to be actively on the computer for eight hours. They're forcing it because under salaried guidelines, they have to pay you for eight hours. So they think they're getting the most out of you when the truth is it's actually burning money. You're wondering, how is that possible? Because just because a person is staring you in the face or sitting on chat active doesn't mean they're being productive. It's, it's, a, it's a fallacy that they all seem to do, and I don't know why. So that would be a deal breaker for me. If I talk to them and they're like, yeah, got me on Slack all eight hours. Deep, deep, deep. Uh, no, sorry. I'll tell you, I will not be on Slack eight hours. You give me tasks, you give me deadlines, I'll get it done. If you need to reach me, you email me or you call me and we'll sort it out. I'm not sitting on Slack for eight hours. If they're cool with that, great, we're fine. We're on the same page. So like my first endeavor, they use Teams and it's available, but it's not forced. With the second client, they use Teams, but I don't have a laptop yet, so we have to use email. Great. So it's flex. It's easy. I don't have to worry about this micromanaging. It's like every employer wants to treat you like a child, and that's what I won't do because it's, it's that same narrative that I will not work with. I refuse. So calls now, phone calls, the simplest form of communicating with somebody. Like if you needed to reach somebody, it's what we always did. You pick up the phone and you call me. And we talk it out. No problem. I can always answer the phone. It doesn't matter if I'm in front of the computer or not. I can walk back to it. It doesn't matter if I'm outside. I can walk back in. It doesn't matter if I'm eating. I can walk out of the kitchen. You know, you know what I mean? So in my mind and my world and my summary, I am cool with the idea that if you need to reach me and I'm talking to certain for the business purposes, because on the personal, it's a different conversation, but on the business side, you need me for something now. Go ahead, and pick up the phone, call me, let's talk it through because it's going to be faster. We can probably solve it in five, 10 minutes or shoot me an email with what you need and I'll respond because I'm very good on email. Email is perfect. I know some of the youngers don't like it, but it really is your friend. If you do it right, give me a call, send me an email. Let's get your problem solved. 
I'm not sitting on a Slack channel for eight hours to make your micromanagement happy. And if you try to make me do that, I'll walk the other way because I'm not going to do that. Or you tell your boss, management, whatever, that I refuse to do it and I will not because I'm not a child. And I'll put my foot down about it because I don't really need them because I've got two clients already. Now, in the video side, I have a very good video setup. Under no circumstances is it that I cannot do. It is that I would prefer not because nobody else can step it up in their video to where it doesn't look artificial. And I would just rather get on the phone, talk it out. If you're showing me something, right? You're showing me a motherboard. You're showing me a burned out drive. You're showing me something on the desk that's messed up or a cable that's frayed. Sure. Like we use video to show me something other than your face. That doesn't mean we don't ever do video, but maybe the very first time, yeah, we get on the video and just kind of chat it up, meet, great, great to meet you. Maybe once a week, every now and then we have a video type of thing just to kind of keep that dialogue. But other than that, we can do regular phone calls. And I don't know why we lost it other than the rush away from copper where it's no longer in reach and then people have to rely on cell phones. And very few people use cell phones for phone calls anymore, which is depressing. That's my only theory. But I'm I'm disappointed that we've rushed into video wrong. <laughs> we, we've, we've rushed it wrong, and we've now used it as a crutch. Every business wants to use it as a crutch because they can't trust you, apparently. So they have to see your face, even though there's no real value, every single day seeing your face. There are some companies where just to hire you, they will ship you a camera that you must keep on for eight hours because they want to make sure you're sitting at the desk. Your login status isn't good enough for them. Your activity status isn't good enough for them. They want to see you sitting at the desk, which guess what? Means that you can't just simply ad hoc, get up and go walk your pet or get up and go do this. Some of them will come down in your bathroom breaks. Do you really want to work in that kind of environment? I don't, but I know that there's desperation in the world. And that the reason that these companies do this with the video and everything is because they know there's desperation. Nobody's pushing back. I'm sorry, Mr. Leister is going to push back on garbage because I would much rather, I'm serious, I would much rather be struggling and near homeless than lose my common sense and sanity being treated like a child when I'm old. I'm way too old for all that. That's just how I feel. And I respect anybody who disagrees with me. We can agree to disagree. But I do think, unfortunately, the loss of just basic phone calls, the loss of desire to just pick up the phone and call somebody, and this forcing of video that's done wrong and looks sterile and looks like garbage, all of them do, I think it's unfortunate. And I refuse to play ball. And people can call me a you know, fuddy-duddy or old man, and I, I respect that. You know, I was there before. I'm just going to hold to my principles about it, and I'm going to hold my hands together, and I'm going to hope that this third client will agree to my terms, even though it's full-time, I need them to agree to my terms, which is I'm not going to be forced to, I'm not going to be treated like a child, number one, but number two, I'm not going to be forced away from basic common sense. If you want to have a situation where you can just call me when you need me, perfectly fine. We don't need video all the freaking time. You shouldn't have to worry about whether I'm sitting at my desk or not. Email me when you need me on a thing. I can hear the bleep when it goes off anywhere in the house. I got bolted ceilings. And I'll come back and respond to you in a few seconds. It's not that big of a deal. If it's super urgent, you have a dedicated phone number you can reach me at. Call me up. We'll talk it out. I'll get you done. Don't worry about whether I'm sitting in my chair or not. Give me tasks. Give me deadlines. 
and I will get it done. That's all you have to measure me on. Then it doesn't matter if I'm working four hours, eight hours, or one hour. The work gets done, and we can avoid working overtime. The other fear I've gotten as I wrap up is I walk into a minefield. I walk in where they've got all sorts of issues and the system's crashing and burning because it was built wrong, and I'm going to want to change it because that's how I work, and they're going to want to push back on me. Let's hope not, but that is how I work. It's like if your system is jacked up, that's how my first client is. If it's so jacked up that I need to change these because this is not sustainable and I'm getting rejection, sorry, I'm going to have to leave because I'm going to change these things. I'm not going to be forced into on-call when we don't need to or support issues when we don't need to or overloaded with tickets when we don't need them because the system's all jacked. I'm not going to do it. So I am somewhat of a rebel if they haven't told all because I've been working with so many companies that are trying to treat people like children. And unfortunately, I'm not the one, never have been, never will be. And I'm proud of that. And whatever you are, whatever you feel and whatever you think, you should be proud of too. I'm not judging anybody else if they feel like they want to play the field and, and go with whatever the company tells them to do and just be nice about it. I celebrate that and I respect it. I'm just sharing. I believe if you really process, like you almost feel like you're in the matrix, right? It's like everything is the same thing. All the videos, the same thing. It's all dull. It's all terrible. If you're okay with it, great. I'm not. I'm the kind of person that absolutely does not want to stay plugged in longer than I need to get out, make a life, do my own thing and succeed it without it. Cause I know I can, I'm confident enough in myself that I can see this is, I don't want to be like this. I certainly want to don't want to do that when they're underpaying, but it's even worse trying to imagine a future, getting close to retirement, dealing with the same old garbage that we're dealing with for, you know, years and years and years. I got to have where they're trying at least to, keep things fresh and do it differently and treat people like adults. That's where I always want to be. And if I can get there, which I think I'm close, if I can get there, then I want to help educate other people about how to get there too. Cause that's the whole key because I'm not going to be here all the time. At some point I won't be here. I don't want the knowledge to be lost because I don't think it's hard, but it does take a bit of constitution about a person and it does take risks. You got to take risks and you got to accept the ramifications of that risk taking. And trust me, I've been on the edge more than I care to admit in one episode. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.